Good afternoon. I was looking for an elder to get up here, but uh, I think I'm supposed to start it, I guess. Uh, welcome to, to our services here this afternoon, uh, especially if you're visiting with us. Uh, we're going to have a service of worship and song tonight. Uh, we'll have a few song leaders get up and lead several songs, uh, uh, all geared in, in the thought process of a uh, of a theme that that I picked out, and uh, so with that said, uh, I want to start the services with a, a uh, prayer and uh, ask Jay White to come up and lead us in that first prayer. Please bow with me. Our heavenly Father. It is with thankful hearts that we bow before you in prayer this evening. Thankful for your grace, your mercy, and your love. Thankful for your Son and our Savior, in whom we have redemption and hope of an eternal life with you in heaven. We're thankful, Father, for the spiritual and the physical blessings that you shower down upon us each day. Father, we, we mourn the fact that we are sinners, that each one of us has sinned against you and fallen short of what you would have us to be. And at this time, we humbly ask you to forgive us of those sins that are in our lives. Father, we <clears throat> pray that you would be with us in our daily walk with you, that each day we would don the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, and that one day when this life is over and we stand before you on the day of judgment, that we may be found upright and blameless in your sight. Father, we pray that we would lean on you in good times and during the difficult times in our lives, that we would not concern ourselves with the trivial things in this life, but that we would be anxious for nothing, but with everything, our prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let our request be known to you and allow your peace, which surpasses all understanding, to guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Father, we are thankful for this church. We are thankful for each member and the love that is shown from one to, the, to another. We pray that you would continue to be with us as we grow in faith and as we strive to share your word, your gospel with, with those in the community that, that they may be pricked in their heart and that they may 
obey the gospel and have the same hope that we have. We pray that you would be with us in this service to you this evening and that everything that we do would be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. It's these things and all others we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll be reading from Romans chapter 8, chapter 8, verses 16 through 18. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not, are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. I'm sure uh, if you got any age on you at all that we've heard the saying that I've known that, that grandchildren would be so much fun, I'd have had them first. And uh, I think uh, I agree with that now. But I enjoy very much talking to my, my grandchildren, especially these two teenage son, grandsons that I have here in this uh, assembly. Um, when they reach, you know, when teenagers reach this age, they they're real excited about life, and they're they're talking about their future, and uh, and as times go, you know, they get more experience and uh, responsibilities placed upon them. They start looking forward to driving, uh, going hunting without dad, and taking odd jobs to make money. Um, it's that excitement of freedom. I can remember when I got my driver's license, it was that excitement of just being able to, I'm out there on my own, I'm, I'm driving that car, and I've got complete control of my life. And uh, so I, I put this in there, it's kind of, you know, they're chomping at the bits. They're chomping at the bits to get on with their lives and to uh, get on with their program. And, of course, along the way that they go, uh, they're already ex experiencing some setbacks, and some disappointments, and some discouragements. And so they're suffering. They're experiencing some form and uh, degree of suffering. Suffering uh, means there are many types. that It means physical hurt or pain, distress, and disappointments. It means to tolerate, put up with, bear, stand, endure, in a state of being in great trouble like when you put a fender bender on your dad's truck. The thing is, we never grow out of suffering because uh, sin is the root of all suffering. And just as Garrett just read in Romans, we can endure that suffering if we do what? We become slaves. Of righteousness. Psalms 55 and verse 22 says, Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. There are trials that are trivial in nature, and then there are trials that strike fear through the very depths of our being. 
how do we act through these trials? Do we find ourselves sometimes reacting with shame when we find in God's word what our attitude towards suffering should be? Christ's death and triumphant resurrection has conquered the cause of our suffering. And because of him, we can think of fear as a burden we can lay down. The first song this evening will be only on the screen behind me. I lay me down.
eight hours of subcommittee. How long till the morning? Good evening. Before I lead my song, I'm going to read Psalms 56, verse 11. In God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? Number 78, Faithful Love. Number 78.
hymns for worship number four. Blessed assurance number four. Blessed assurance in mind. Heavenly Father, we humbly come before you this evening, thankful for all the many blessings that we enjoy this day. Father, we're thankful for this hour of peace we've been able to come together and edify one another, sing hymns unto thee, Father, study a portion of thy word. We're so very thankful for that word, Father, for the assurances that have been given to us to believe in thy Son's name, that we may know that we have eternal life. Father, we're so very thankful for the leadership of this church, all our elders, our deacons, and for all the work that is done. We pray that your blessing be upon it and that all the work here is fruitful, Father. So very thankful for thy son, Jesus, for you sending him, Father, that in, through his death and the shedding of his blood, our sins may be forgiven and we may stand before thee justified, Father, forgiven. Father, we have a multitude here at <clears throat> this congregation who are sick, Father. I ask that you be with each one of them, Brother Ted Langford, Connie Young, Marilyn Horton and Marilyn Dossie, Brother Frank Shipley. I ask that you be with all those, Father, who I've failed to mention. If it be thy will, Father, that they be healed. May they take courage, knowing that though their outward man may perish, they may renew themselves, their inward man, daily. In the same vein, Father, we ask that you be with those who are suffering from a spiritual malady of some sort. 
and pray that they cast their cares upon you, Father, and that they be strengthened. And if there's anything that we can do to aid them, Father, we pray that you will give the increase and their hearts may be pricked and they may return to thee. Father, we ask that you go with us through the remainder of this worship. May we sing these songs to you, these hymns, Father, with vigor. May our worship be found acceptable in thy sight. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Psalm 9, verses 9 through 13. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who sits enthroned in Zion. Tell among the people his deeds. For he who avenges blood is mindful of them. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. Be gracious to me, O Lord. See my affliction from those who hate me. O you who lift me up from the gates of death. We're going to sing in deed, or in need. Thank you. 
I will wait for you.
I'll be reading from Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Song will be number five in the supplement. Farther along.
along as higher ground in the supplement number two. Uh, 287, if you're using the book, 287 will be the invitation song. There's a fountain free, 287. Yet, if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. Uh, I called Dave uh, earlier today, and we talked a little bit about the service tonight and what it was going to entail and what the focus was And we talked a little bit about suffering. 
Uh, and there are at least three different kinds of suffering that we see described in our Bible. There is what we might call just suffering. There is a suffering that is a direct consequence of actions that, that we've taken, sinful actions that we've taken that, that causes suffering. Um, uh, specifically, the Bible talks a lot about the government causing suffering on those who have lived sinful lives, who have lived unlawful lives. So there is that kind of suffering that is the direct consequence of our actions, and we can think of all sorts of examples of that. There's also the kind of suffering that's talked about a ton in 1 Peter, where I just read. If you like to take out your Bible and turn to 1 Peter chapter 3, 1 Peter chapter 3, there is the suffering that we would say is specific to being a Christian, that you suffer persecution, you suffer trials, you suffer difficulties, from other people because you're trying to live a, a Christian life. Because you're trying to do what's right, there are some people who are going to cause suffering in your life because you're trying to live that way. And I'll be honest, most, much of my preaching deals with that kind of suffering, but Dave was very specific. He said he had the, the third kind of suffering in mind. And that is the kind of suffering that, that everybody experiences that everybody experiences because, as Dave said, we live in a world we live in a world that's filled with sin, and as a consequence of sin, there is suffering, and the devil's at work and time and chance, and so those things where people suffer, good or bad, like sickness and loss and conflict and difficulty, those sorts of suffering things that are common to man, that everybody has experienced, uh, Dave said that's really what he wanted us to think about and focus on. And so I read a moment ago, yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, that's 1 Peter 4 and verse 16, really it's talking about that second kind of suffering. You're suffering because you are a Christian. But isn't there a sense in which we suffer these other things that everybody suffers, but we're supposed to suffer those things as Christians, like a Christian would suffer those things. And when we as Christians suffer the same things that everybody else suffers, the way we go through those, the way we overcome those, our attitude in those is supposed to be different than the rest of the world. So what is the difference? What is the difference in this kind of suffering that everybody goes through? Well, it's not, it's not dignity. Those who are outside of Christ suffer and suffer with dignity sometimes. It's not selflessness. Uh, there are others who suffer and suffer in such a way that they are thinking about others still. It's not even patience. Though Christians should and do have those qualities, and it's easier to suffer in that sort of way if you're a Christian, may I suggest the thing that separates suffering like a Christian from other people who suffer these same things is one word. Hope. Real, genuine, attainable Hope is the difference. Now, yes, there are those outside of Christ who have a kind of hope. You know, I hope something good happens. I hope there's more to life. I hope, so, hope, 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 that kind of way. But for a Christian, our hope is not something that's just, uh, you know, maybe this is going to happen. I would like for this to happen. It is desire plus expectation. This is what I expect to happen. I have hope despite the pain and suffering that I'm going through. And a number of the passages that we read even tonight hint at that very idea, right? That we're supposed to trust in the Lord, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Because I have hope. I have hope beyond this life, whatever people do to me. 
the whole idea that if we're faithful unto death, we will receive a crown of life. What is that? That's hope, right? And may I suggest, if we suffer, if we suffer pain and difficulty in this life that everybody else suffers, and yet our suffering is characterized by our hope, what an opportunity that gives us to show them the light of Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 3, again, 1 Peter talks a ton about suffering. He's talking about suffering in this context. And he says this in verse 15, But sanctify, set aside in a special place the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. In the midst of suffering, this hope is just assumed by the Apostle Peter. And he assumes that if we suffer in hope, there are going to be people who ask us a reason for this hope that is in us. And I think probably all of us know people who have lived their life in just that way. Um, I think about my grandmother, or my grandfather on my mother's side, um, and he had a reputation, um, he had a good reputation in so many ways in the community where, where I grew up, uh, but he was also known as, in some ways, a hard man. He was a man who was a man of his word, and he expected that of everybody else, and uh, he didn't have a lot of tolerance for weakness. And yet I was amazed the kind of influence he had, a kind of influence he never had before when he suffered for years with cancer. And as that suffering became more and more evident physically when others could look at him and see, that's a man that's suffering. And yet he still had the same conviction, he still had the same passion for what was right, he still had the same commitment to his faith. They saw a hope in him. And it allowed him to have more influence than he ever had before. Uh, David, on Sunday night, uh, talked about Matt Basford, uh, a, a preacher of the gospel and a hymn, a hymn writer who passed away here very recently. Uh, it's interesting to me, after Matt became sick, he, uh, I didn't really know him before he became sick, but we got to know each other a little bit afterwards, and uh, he started posting a great deal on social media. And he arranged for a post to be made posthumously after he died. Uh, and that post just came out. Uh, it's had over 400 shares, over 1,000 likes, tons and tons and tons of comments. You know, when Matt was well and preaching the gospel full-time, he never preached for an audience that large. And yet through his suffering, his physical suffering with Lou Gehrig's disease, he was able to reach people that he never would have reached before. And so here's my admonition for us tonight as we think about suffering. I never pray for suffering. I don't wish for suffering. But as Dave has said, we all will suffer. We all have suffered. And whether the, that suffering seems big or small to, us at the to others at the time, it's big to us. But if we can suffer if we can suffer as a Christian and if we can suffer like a Christian, with hope in us, others will see that hope. And they will ask us a reason for that hope. 
And ultimately, it gives us an opportunity to glorify God. And so when that time of suffering comes, remember two things. Remember your hope. Remember whatever happens in this life, we have the next. And that God is with us all the way along. Remember that hope. But also look for those opportunities. How can I use this suffering to glorify God, to be an example to other people, and ultimately bring them closer to Christ? And know this, if you suffer as a Christian, like a Christian, you don't have to suffer alone. God is with you. But so too are your brothers and sisters in Christ. And if you're suffering here this evening, maybe you're suffering that first kind of suffering. You're suffering consequences for your sins, and you need to make those right. We're here for you to pray with you, to pray for you, to support you in whatever way that we can. If you're suffering that second way, and you're trying to live your life as a Christian ought to live, and you're suffering persecution at work or at school or with your family, and you need support and prayers from your brothers and sisters, you're not alone. We're here for you. And if you're suffering in that third way, and maybe you've been suffering silently and others have not even known about that, would you just allow us to pray for you and pray with you, to be there for you in your time of suffering? And if we can help you in any way, or if you're subject to the gospel call in any way, come now while together we stand and while we sing. There's a fountain free for you and me. Thank you.